Hi, this is uh, a special version, special edition of our bookish talk. Uh, we have uh, a very special guest today. It's uh, Anna Markova, a book historian, I guess. Uh, is, is it right, book historian? Uh, yes, totally, from... and a rare book librarian, both. Rare and rare, rare book libra librarian from, from Moscow. Um, and uh, I, will, I will tell why it's so special in a minute. And as usual, uh, my, the other person in, in this podcast is Pavel, my co-host. Uh, hi, Pavel. Hi. Also uh, from Moscow. Also from Moscow. Yeah, Moscow dominates this this episode. And I'm Stepan, joining from from Paris at least for now. And uh, the the reason for this uh, for this meeting for this uh, episode is uh, that as I talked quite a lot uh, in the previous uh, months, uh, uh, we plan to try making a French version of our podcast. And uh, Anna is going to be our host um so very 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 gracious of her and uh, we're we glad to find her <laughs> to do this so can you just uh, uh say a couple of words about about you about your career why why french why books <laughs> yes yeah, sure so my name is anna markova and i'm, I'm working in the pushkin state museum of fine arts in moscow it's uh, the main museum of european art here and uh, I work in the library and do everything about rare books. I mean, um, the main scientific project is the catalog of uh, old books of uh, 15th and 16th century. And also I select books for restoration, uh, for scanning and so on. Why French and uh, why binding? In fact, um, I was studying in Moscow University just like Stepan and Pavel um, and I was, uh, primarily um, an art historian. And then I wanted to continue in the field of book history and in Moscow, there wasn't a place for it as I, as I wanted. So I decided to go to Paris and um, I've been studying for two years in Paris in the Ecole Nationale des Chartes. Uh, this is a um, kind of university where um, uh, we study book history and uh, also um, paleography and so on. And I worked uh, also, I have been working in the um, Bibliothèque Nationale de France um, uh, in the rare book department. I was assistant to the project about book binding. Uh, this is database of book binding uh, of this library. And uh, then 10 years ago, the story of my life with uh, bookbinding um, have been started and now I continue. And um, I wrote one book about Russian bookbinding and um, I have a blog about it in Russian and English. And uh, thanks to Stepan to invite me um, in this French version of podcast because um, the French was the first language for me to study bookbinding terminology and uh, this field of book history. So it's a really great pleasure to continue and not forgot some, uh, some terms, you know, to practice and uh, speak with um, French bookbinders. Yeah. Uh, so you are in a rather special position where you've seen the book culture uh, from inside, both in Russia and uh, in uh, France. How would you compare them? 
when you say book culture, um, it's also old book culture uh, that uh, is held in the libraries, you know, it's like uh, Latin language, something that uh, <laughs> that is not living now. Um, I think, uh, you know, specialists um, are the same, you know, you, you take one physicist in Moscow and another one in the United States and they will understand each other um, without uh, language, maybe. Um, I don't know if there is a, a huge difference between, between France and Russia. Um, uh, first and foremost, I probably mean attitude towards sharing, say, because in Russia it's really difficult to get access to old books. Uh, uh, either offline or online, because it's only recently that any uh, kind of uh, sizable portion of our collections started to be uploaded uh, online. Like a couple of years ago, you couldn't even find the most famous of our books held in the Russian State Library. Now you can see them. And uh, as far as I know, uh, Pushkin Museum's collection is still very much not available to wider That's public. Uh, and yet uh, BNF has been uh, uploading and scanning and sharing for over a decade now. So that, uh, at least that is different. Totally. Why, why do you think that is? I don't know. Um, the general problem with the attitude to culture in our country, maybe. Maybe that's it. And the position of librarian there, uh, if you are a librarian uh, in uh, the field of rare books in French, you are um, a person uh, that society respects. I don't know if I'm clear. And there, when I say that I'm librarian, somebody uh, look at me, hey, what are you doing? Uh, you know, like a little library in a little part of the town, you just uh, talk to people and get them books. Uh, it's not so prestigious. Uh, yeah, here. yeah. And even, even the thing is that even even a small library in 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 the different in in the distant part of of, of town or city can be a really important uh, place of gathering and uh, spreading information and knowledge and i i had some uh, experience uh, uh, working and talking to uh, librarians uh, during my past co uh, career and uh, i i saw how attitude probably changed over the uh, past maybe 15 years uh, attitude from people and from the Moscow government to libraries and librarians and uh, I really hope it will change much more and librarians will, 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 will definitely have more authority and more respect because uh, they have an important work to do. I think, I think that it's also a two-way problem. I mean people don't uh, um, don't know to respect librarians because they largely don't know what you guys do. Uh, yours is a, a very closed off field, at least at least in, in Russia. Uh, uh, you, uh, you are uh, keepers of our heritage and as such are very protective of what you keep, which is a good thing, but also Perhaps you could you could be more 
more open as a field. I mean, not you personally. You clearly do a lot to uh, open the field up. But uh, on the whole, I'd say it's very difficult to get access, not only to books, but also to people. I've been trying to interview someone from the Russian State Library or from the Historical Museum, and they don't really want to talk about their job. You know, it's difficult also to... Um um show the book in, in the um, exposition it's kind of object uh, very hard to expose um, rightly and interesting uh, and um, there are also conditions special conditions for showing books you know two months uh, only and um, that's what we are planning to do in the in the future with our colleagues from the library of the Pushkin Museum of Fine Arts. Now our readers' um, room is uh, very small. We are in the main um, uh, building of the museum, and uh, we are moving in a few years in the new building. And, Congratulations! Uh, thank you. And now we are planning uh, all uh, readers' rooms, and there will be one uh, special room for special collections. And uh, we will um, engage more activities in the rare books, make it more um, open. Uh, if I if I can do if I can say that. Are there are there any plans to uh, uh, have some kind of permanent exhibition space like the Russian State Library opened a few years back in the Ivanov Now it's closed in Russian State Library, you know? Yeah, I know. I know, unfortunately, mm -hmm. yes, yes. But it's just that I compare uh, our libraries to, say, the British Library, where they have both a, a very decent permanent uh, exhibition, but also a rotating exhibition because most books just can't be shown on it, uh, permanently. Uh, and also, will it be and, a part and of... Still, and still, I, I should say that uh, with uh, most of our uh, British guests we discussed, when we discussed British Library, they were not really satisfied by the way uh, British Library exhibits uh, its objects and <laughs> gives, gives access to, uh, for wider audience uh, to these objects. So, Why? Why? Well, they think they don't do enough. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I guess I guess it's it's a problem for for any country and for for any library. Because... We need to plan, you know, a special train in Moscow underground uh, with uh, huge photos of rare book. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, I was wondering, do you feel there's uh, interest uh, for exhibitions like that? Do you think the public is engaged with those sorts of events? You know, there is some uh, professional deformation in me. I'm very interested. I, it's difficult to say about other people. No, but uh, I'd say uh, this exhibition uh, 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 we've visited together with Stepan about Gutenberg's Bible. It wasn't just about it, but it was dedicated it was to this exciting object. It was very well made. It was professionally lit. It was designed. And uh, uh, I visited three times, actually. And every time, I wasn't the only person there, as it usually is with book exhibitions in Russia, because I usually get the whole space to myself. So yeah. there is clearly some interest. 
uh, you know that uh, that exhibition was um, a kind of hope for all of us for librarians like yes we can do it will be interesting for people and um, i hope uh, our library will do also some exhibitions of in, in permanence uh, but a little bit later because now we are planning our move into to a new building and in terms of exhibitions, what kind of exhibitions are you thinking about? I mean, are they uh, organized uh, around some topic, some date, some, some, some specific technique? What kind of exhibitions can we hope for? Mm, I think uh, um, everything is interesting. Um, I like um, technology of books, you know, like, like special topics like gold, in books, is it real or not? Uh, publishers binding or um, very old binding with a natural, um, real gold, and uh, everything everything is possible. You know, uh, there is a French um, historian of uh, colors, Michel Pastoureau. So amazing. You know, we, we can choose a topic, uh, one color in books, and why uh, is just enough. Uh, I guess I guess we should return to uh, our our podcast and and the the general idea we started this uh, this uh, video with and uh, the French version of iBookBinding's podcast and I I wanted to say just a couple of words how how this will go and uh, so the the current plan is to record a pilot episode and uh, to see how how it works and uh, we already have a, a person who agreed to. Uh, be our first guest. I, I wouldn't announce it right away because uh, uh, we we still need to sh to record the the video and edit it. Uh, but well, we we have a guest in mind, and uh, uh, we already uh, the guest already agreed to do that. In all major ways, uh, this podcast will be similar to the English version, only in French. And uh, Anna will be the host of this uh, uh, this podcast and. Uh, uh, I will be there, but only as a, as a technical assistance. Uh, uh, and uh, after we launch it, we will see how it goes. And uh, I hope we'll continue because uh, French-speaking bookish world is, uh, is a universe on its own. And uh, there is so much to explore there. Uh, so I hope we'll have lots and lots of uh, interesting guests in the future. And uh, to for our English language uh, uh, viewers, uh, we plan to add subtitles, English subtitles to this video. I'm not sure if we will make English audio versions of this uh, podcast because it's a whole different process to uh, to dub the videos, and uh, uh, but they will definitely uh, be subtitled. So you will be. Uh, for, for all of you, it will be possible to, to watch the videos and read the subtitles. I was wondering about, say, North Africa. Lots of things are surely happening there, of which none of... Uh, uh, I know nothing. I mean, I know what happened there centuries ago, but what's going on right now, uh, that would be also great, great to know. It's not just North Africa, half or at least one third of the continent are speaking French. Have you had any contact with this, uh, with this world? Do you know anything about those people? I know, don't know. 
we'll have to to do our research and uh, to try to spread the net uh, mm. at, through our first guests and through mutual friends and colleagues. Uh, what I, I really hope we we'll, we will find someone and uh, uh, some guests because uh, it's it's really amazing. It's it's the same with the Spanish version of our podcast, which we are also working on at the moment because uh, there is this huge. Uh, uh, bookbinding world of uh, South, South and Central America, which is not really accessible to many European and American uh, uh, bookish people because there is this uh, language gap and uh, all sorts of other barriers and gaps. And uh, uh, we really hope to open up uh, uh, this uh, connection and to... Uh, bring more dialogue and show show more book binders so that's that's our hope both for french and for spanish versions uh so if you want to say something in french to our french uh, our colleagues and viewers i guess that's that's the moment at the uh, moment yeah bah, bon bah, c'est parfait uh, je me réjouis de commencer très bientôt uh, cette nouvelle version française du podcast de stepane je dis bienvenue à, à tous les spectateurs qui vont nous joindre. On va préparer quelque chose de, de très intéressant pour vous. Donc, à très bientôt. OK. Voilà. OK. <laughs> Merci. <laughs> That's all I can do, at least for now. Thanks a lot for uh, for for talking to us, to for making this introduction, and uh, uh, for agreeing to to uh, record this uh, pilot episode of our podcast. And Thank we'll you. see how it goes. And as usual, many thanks to our viewers, many thanks to our patrons. Uh, 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 mostly because of you, we can uh, we can uh, start making these additional versions. Uh, because uh, editing of the, all of these videos is uh, paid by your pledges. So if you want to, uh, for our French and Spanish versions to succeed, please use the link below. Go to Patreon and uh, maybe become one of our new patrons. Thanks again. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.